0: his eye. Um, Hello. Hello everyone.
1: It's Hello. us again. Hey Shoshana. Hello What's Valerie.
0: New? Well we've been sitting here for three hours together and yeah. this is the third one in a row we've recorded <laughs> because we're not going to be in the same space very soon. Yeah. Um, so again apologies if for some reason something sh- major happened in pop culture. That we're missing. Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez get back together and we're not talking about it for some reason. It's because this is recorded in January.
1: That would really be my dream for them to get back together. You know what my
0: dream is? And everyone yeah. else is realizing this dream at the same time too. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Oh, they would be perfect together. They were together for like four years during the amazing Spider-Man. And then they, and broke, then they up. broke up. Now she has a baby and is married with a kid. And he's like dating someone. But everyone's like, that's the, that's like the gold standard. So mm. it's also one of those things where like I have such a superiority complex at the moment. Because everyone on TikTok... Is becoming obsessed with Andrew Garfield,
1: and you were already obsessed. And I
0: already adored Andrew Garfield with my whole heart and soul.
1: I adored Garfield the when cat as a child. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Number yes. one, the cat. Number one, I love pasta. Number two, I love cats. It's a cat who I was loves like, lasagna. Pasta. It's
0: because lasagna. Yeah, I get it now.
1: Um, yeah, I had a lot of Garfield comic books that I would read when I
0: was supposed to be practicing uh-huh. my viola. Love that feel
1: and you just I
0: revealed so much about your personality in one sentence yeah that you play viola yeah that you um constantly uh or not constantly but like you like tried to get out of things that you didn't want to do right shirked responsibility you love cats yeah you would read comic books that's just like it's a lot of information in one very succinct sentence yeah. well done
1: i also had a friend um who we our entire friendship was based on us talking about garfield comics nice it's cute.
0: Very nice. Um, yeah.
1: Now we follow each other on Instagram. Cute. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So I'm pop Shoshana. Pop yeah. oh, My name's Shoshana. Um, and staying on topic from that conversation, I think my pop culture moment is the fact that Andrew Garfield once called Emma Stone a shot of espresso to describe her. Hmm it was just such a beautiful turn of phrase. And, like, the rest of his sentence, like, afterwards describing her was just, like, really lovely. And I was, like, they were dating at the time. Mm. Um, And it's also how people, like, put it together. That um, I'm pretty sure Andrew Garfield was in a movie. I think this is what he was talking about. Basically, he was, like, in a movie that Mel Gibson directed where Mm -hmm. he played um, a conscientious conscientious objector. Like, he didn't believe in... um, I can't think of what... One sec. I can't think of what his the character's religion was based on a true story, basically like in one of the wars. um, One sec, one sec, one sec film. Um, Hacksaw Ridge. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. Um, Oh, he was a seventh day Adventist. And like, I think to get into that character, I'm pretty sure it was this, he like studied woodworking Hmm. um, and different things and like made a rocking chair. And he talked about that in an interview, how he had made this, like had been practicing and like getting into character, made a rocking chair. And then in Emma Stone's, like, 73 questions, whatever it is, with Vogue, they asked her, what's the best present you ever received? And she said a handmade rocking chair. Wow. Isn't that just warm your heart? Doesn't it just warm your heart? Wait, but then they broke up. Yeah, Yeah. they broke up. But now they're both very happy and successful. So,
1: Mm. Yeah, who do you think has the rocking chair?
0: I think she still does.
1: Do you think she rocked her baby in that rocking chair? No,
0: don't. It'll make me cry. (laughs) Don't do that.
1: That made me sad. I love,
0: I like they're both just so wonderful and lovely. And I love them.
1: Okay. My pop culture moment is um, Tony Hawk getting mistaken for Tony Hawk.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, I'm Valerie. (laughs) Tony Hawk, just no one recognizing him.
1: And then they like check his ID at the airport and they're like, Tony Hawk, like the skateboarder. And And he's he's like like, exactly like the
0: skateboarder. there was was one story i remember seeing of like he had a skateboard as his overhead luggage yeah and someone was like whose skateboard is this do you think you are tony hawk and he was like yes i do i do think that
1: it is really funny that people really like don't recognize him or don't believe that he's really it's because tony hawk is like this like i feel like he has this like bigger than life persona like he's so like he was so famous like in the 90s and early 2000s
0: i think it's because people only know what he looks like as a video game character yeah and also you just don't expect tony hawk to be middle-aged no right he's a skateboarder
1: yeah skateboarders are notoriously young Young. people and he's still
0: skateboarding like there's always videos of him around
1: um, do you want to know something really heartwarming? Yarden and I went to Shabbat at Leon's, yeah. and he, you know, he has three children, um, and his oldest boy like loves skateboarding, and he had just dyed his hair blonde, and I was like, "So, like, what's up with the blonde hair?" And uh, like, whoever, like Leon, started laughing. He's like, "What? You can't. You can tell it's not natural." <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like he because he's trying to grow it out into frosted tips nice which is so cute and then it was funny like he didn't stay for much of the meal he like you know i'm sure That's it's boring
0: early. for him yeah he like hey, it was i went to on so cut and he like didn't even sit down with us <laughs> he was just like i'm gonna right. go put my friends now.
1: right well and so this he like sat down he ate dinner with us and then he like went upstairs and they were like don't you want dessert and he was like well what's dessert and they told him and he was like i'll just have it for breakfast tomorrow <laughs> and he like went upstairs um and then, which was, I was, like, I'm sure it's boring to, like, have your parents, like, have, yep. like, donors and students over all the time. And then um, the next day, Arden and I, like, saw him skateboarding out with his friends. Oh, and so we funny. were so excited to see him. And then he was also excited to see us. And it that's was, like, really cute. the cutest thing. That's yeah. so funny. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so this week we read Parshat day.
0: Yeah. And it's... It's another seum. Finished another book. We did
1: finish another book. It's weird to be recording this when yeah, We haven't actually we haven't finished it. We have done
0: half of it, but like at this point, we would have. So well, it's a seum. How
1: many parshiyot do we have left that we haven't done at this uh, point? Mishbatim
0: t'romat t'zaveh. No, wait. Shemot Veira bo'a b'sha'lach yisra mishbatim t'romat kisisa v'yakal. Shit, v'kodeh, seven.
1: But No, 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 but we did kitavo today.
0: Kisisa, we did. And we and did.
1: It. Oh, because the other one is uh
0: We got six left.
1: We got six left. Okay. Anyway, we're doing this a little ahead of the game. Hopefully, we finished.
0: But it's a, it's a seum. It's, it's a seum, and because of that, we have prepared three things today. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Technically, two and, and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Um. Let's start off with the parsha summary. Nice. Um. So it's parsha bekodeh. Um. And it tells us. There's, like, very exact measurements of gold, silver, and copper that are donated by um, the people for the building of the Mishkan and a bunch of other stuff that they've donated. Um, And the text gives us, like, very specific dimensions of what's builded. Um, What's builded? What's builded, yeah. (laughs) Um, The Kohen Gadol's, like, clothes get made and the Choshen HaMishpat, which is, like, the breastplate with the fancy gemstones gets made. Um, All of the other priestly garments are made for the regular priests um and after that's finished it means everything's done and then all of the crafts people bring all of their things that they've made to Moshe and Moshe like blesses them mm-hmm. um and then Moshe is told to erect the Mishkan on the 1st of Nisan and put everything in its proper place and like fit it all together and get the Kohanim to dress up in their fancy clothes and Moshe does exactly that um and then it talks about how um the cloud of glory is what they call it in English which is, like, the uh, it used to lead... It talks about how it, like, led Bnei Israel, like, through the desert. Um, And um, there's, like, various things. And it's one of those things, I don't know if it's Midrash or if it's, like, actuality of, like, what's in the text, but, like, this description of how there was, like, cloud at the front and cloud at the back that sort of, like, encased the Jewish people as it led them through the desert. Um, And a cloud over top as well. It was, like, a whole thing. They basically, like, encased in cloud and just kept them safe as they wandered. Mm. Um, So it sort of describes how the cloud would, like allow them to travel and like when the cloud started to move, that's when they knew that they had to move to the next spot. Um, And then the Shekhinah manifested through this cloud which appears over the Mishkan. The Shekhinah comes and like dwells inside of the Mishkan. Very nice. It's the last parasha. I think it's a really lovely bookend in a way. Like Shemot starts with the Jews going down to Egypt And very quickly becoming slaves and, like, sort of not having a space that is their own. Um, And then we spend so much of this parsha with them um, going through Exodus and, like, going through this trauma of, like, leaving slavery and the Ten Commandments and getting the Ten Commandments and all of that stuff. Um, And then, like, they're not at the land of Israel yet, but they have... A, ne- a new permanent way to like honor god mm-hmm. it's like a nice book end up. like they have this home in a sense that right like the physical manifestation of the things they've been working towards i think totally. like it's like their the relationship with god is sol- like solidified a bit um but yeah
1: yeah i think um yeah definitely what you're saying about like having they worked towards this goal communally yeah. and there's been like a lot of ups and downs in the desert already and so to like have finished something um i'm sure felt very satisfying and also to see like the kind of like physical manifestation of god's presence is also it's like an interesting um it's interesting because we also just read a passage about like the snakes and the pole with rachel
0: yeah that comes up in bamidbar
1: Okay, and so, but I just think it's interesting, like, when we're so, like, worried about a Vodazara, and then about, like, idol worship, and then, like, to create the Mishkan, and then to, like, have a cloud that, like, rests upon it, it's, like, interesting to give kind of, like, a physical presence to things when we're, like, also saying, but, like, but God is not a physical presence. Yeah, yeah. but I think also probably, like, very comforting for the Israelites to see, like, when Moshe is convening with God, that there's, like, a um, something
0: that they can see. There's something tangible for them. Well, also, uh, like, two parshiot ago with Kitisa, we read, like, God It was, like, so angry with the ego, like, with the golden calf, mm-hmm. and said, maybe I shouldn't be the one leading them through the rest of the desert. Like, a messenger can do it for me. Um, and so then this is sort of, like, no, God's, like, actually going to lead them through. They've got this cloud of glory. They've got a representation of God right. with them. Um, and the the other thing I will say, like as much as like we're told not to do idolatry, um, the Jews do a lot of it, and that's like what all of like navim like the book like Prophets, is all about. Um, but gold, like cows in particular, like I listened to this other podcast. Surprisingly, that is not our own one. What? Um, <laughs> the guy. There are always, other podcasts besides ours, and the guy always talks about how. Um, like like cows and like golden calves are like such a Jewish form of idolatry because it, like it appears more times throughout na- like Navium of like the Jews just always they love always them want some cows. Yeah. I
1: can't believe I didn't mention this in Ketisa, but do you know that I dressed up as a golden calf once?
0: Stop.
1: We can post it. No, actually it was for, um, I'll show it to you and then we can post it. Did you it. show me
0: this for some, why do I have such a vague memory of this? Um... This
1: was for when I was in college.
0: Um, okay, that's you did show me this before. That's really bloody funny.
1: When I was in college we had this um, thing called Holy Land, which was basically like a keg crawl <laughs> nice. between seven houses and then but it was more than a keg crawl because it wasn't there was there's a keg at the last house, but there's like different drinks at every house. Okay. Um, oh well, sorry. Um, there's different drinks at every house and then like, one house always has Jello shots, one house, whatever. It's, like, a whole thing. Um, and so the original theme was Holy Land. And so then you all dress in, like, biblical... Yeah. As biblical characters. Um, my friend Lillian and her boyfriend, she dressed as... Her dad had, like, a blow-up grape costume. And it's funny because, obviously, you, like, try to dress cute. And then there are, like, different themes to Holy Land itself. Like, one year we did, like, fairy tale land. So, like, my friends and I all dressed up as fairies. And then nice. one year we did like cartoon land and so it was like 90s tv shows and we dressed up as the rugrats um that's when you
0: show me as all the rugrats yes
1: um anyway but so you try to dress cute because it's like people that you like go to school with every day and like work with all the time and whatever you have your crushes and whatnot um and like my like golden calf costume i was like in this like glittery gold dress and then um my friend lillian dressed up she had this blow-up grape costume so she was like grapes which is like also funny because it's like only tangentially biblical like it is but like anyway so she's in this like massive costume and then her boyfriend dressed up as a nun her dad also had a nun costume which was just like it was
0: hysterical um did people know what you were dressed up as like did they get it
1: i think so i'm trying to remember now the other girl who's in the picture with me i don't know what she's dressed as she's dressed as maybe the easter bunny She's some sort of rabbit. She has bunny ears. Anyway, um, yeah, we can post that on our uh, Instagram. Nice. Yeah, I was pretty proud of it. Okay. So and I feel like from the beginning, I was like, I'm going to be the golden calf. <laughs> I don't know what it <laughs> says about my, obviously my religiosity it was than being at the time the was different. But. I mean, it's a bit better than like being
0: the red cow, the para That would have been funny. The same outfit with a red dress.
1: With a red dress instead, yeah. yeah. Well, and like, yeah, I made my little cow headband. I was pretty proud of it. Um, okay. Did we finish the Parsha summary? We talked about the Parsha. <laughs> <laughs> I could I'm see like, your eyes glazing over towards we? the end of my Parsha summary. I just, yeah. Um, listen, we've been at this for a long time. I'm losing steam. It's been a few hours, yeah. So, the movies that we watched and shows. Um, number one, we... Originally, it talked about Smart House, the Disney Channel original movie, our first Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, our first DCOM. Which is about a teenage computer nerd and a um, contest whiz. Uh, is that what we understand, that he rigged the contest so they he won?
0: I a bunch of times. Okay. Anyway, I have lots of questions about this movie. It's, we'll get to them.
1: It's from 1999. Um, it's about him, his widowed father, and his little sister who win a computerized house. And then the house like, develops a uh, like, uh, its own like consciousness um and becomes an overbearing mother yeah. who is played
0: by the excellent katie seagal she's so she's so good in everything and yeah um she is so, like and it's also her voice is so distinct two things yeah. about katie seagal her voice is so distinctive and i actually have um a parallel to this in licorice pizza there's one scene where you hear someone's voice 'Cause I think he is playing like Herman Munster or something. And it's literally like he has one line, I was like, That's John C. Riley. Funny. Because it's like again, like such a recognizable voice. Yeah. And so that's like this, like everyone knows Katie Sigal's voice. Right. And even if you don't if you think you don't, you do. Like yeah. you've seen her in something, you've heard her in something. It's such an excellent piece of casting because she spent so long being the imperfect housewife and married with children. Yeah. Like that's what she blew up in. Um and then oh, for her to so funny. And then her like putting her in this is just like sorry. Um what a great piece of of casting for this movie I think so it's brilliant Then we and also, then I oh, wait, can I just say then I as I'm watching this I was like this is the kids bop version of a different movie about a sentient computer that turns evil and then I suggested that we also watch 2001 a space odyssey and then we did because um, it's a seum so we had to do something big and that was watch two movies Right
1: Um so yeah 1968 epic science fiction film produced and directed by Stanley Kubrick. Um, it is sorry, I'm like reading. Um, follows try a it, voyage. Trying to explain the plot of 2001: A Space Odyssey. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, it names the stars, and then it says follows a voyage to Jupiter with the sentient supercomputer HAL after the discovery
0: of an alien monolith. Yeah, it's um, basically in, like, th- I'd say three different parts of the movie. The first, the first, like, less than a third is about, like, a prehistoric um, tribe of, like, apes, human-like yeah. ape things... ...who, are, like, clearly, like, precursors to humanity. Right. And they discover a monolith that then teaches them how to use tools. And they learn how to use tools. Yeah. And then it cuts to, like, millions of years later, you assume... And it's about the discover of a similar monolith um, in a lunar cra- – like beneath the moon's surface, I think it's like in the lunar crater. Yeah, and so a moon of Jupiter, right? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. Um, and then uh, – and so it's about like this spacecraft and like the technology on the space yeah. station and like what they're going to do with it and what it, all of this. That's a bunch of stuff going on. And then the third half is like 18 months later. They've sent people because like – I think what happens is, is the monolith sends out a, a radio signal, right? Um, and they so they've pinpointed where they think another monolith is, and that's ah, in Jupiter. And that's the Jupiter one. Yeah, and then so it's about the voyage of um, like a crew with their computer to Jupiter to find the th- this other monolith.
1: I hated this
0: movie. Yeah, it was a slog and a half.
1: It's just like it's so slow. I like you said, it was like the... Smart House is like the kids bot version of the how section. Yeah. I feel like the whole movie is just fantasia because yeah. it's like just these like cra- like these really slow scenes where it's just orchestral music, yeah. then like oh, as like these two like space stations are like orbiting each other. It's so fucking boring. It's I, I tweeted
0: about it. Um I'll read you my tweet from last night when I was watching this movie. I would love to hear it. Um I said, if I were alive in 1968 and paid money to go see 2001: A Space Odyssey, I would have personally killed Stanley Kubrick myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I said, um, an hour later, I take ha- I half take it back because of the HAL part slaps. I think the like the last third of the movie, um, where it picks up with HAL 9000, whatever his name is. The HAL part, I think, is I agree, it's good,
1: but I did not. Like the last like ten minutes of the
0: movie, or the one where like he's like arrives at, through the time like the light portal, and arrives in this like bedroom. Yeah, and then what sees himself there? and then sees himself in the room as like a middle-aged man in the spacesuit, and then becomes that middle-aged man. Yeah, and then sees himself as an older man, and then becomes that version of himself. And then sees himself as like a very old frail man and then becomes that version of himself and then turns into a fetus that then floats in space <laughs> next to Earth. Well, cause you mean was, that part of the movie? Yeah, there was
1: also a part that it looked like there was like this kind of like impregnating of, that's what I thought the yeah. giant fetus baby came from. Anyway, listen, this movie has been parodied like so many times. I
0: realized, like, because it uses a lot of classical music that is an actual score that was written for the movie, but it's just like pieces of like classical overtures. Right, right, right. Um, the impact that this movie has because when you hear like the da, 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 you right. think of space, right? You think yeah. of like, and it's because of this, like it existed before that. Totally. It's insane, yeah. And then that's I also watched the Simpsons one because there's a Simpsons parody, yeah, of the hell part of the movie. um I also will say that someone messaged me after I tweeted and they were like you have to watch it, like, in a theater with no distractions and no phones. And I was like, ugh, no thank you. The fact this movie has an intermission on HBO Max, it comes up with the word intermission on screen. Yeah, that lasts for, like, 30 seconds. Because it's, like, two and a half hours. Um, Like, I understand why it's a classic, whether I enjoyed it or not. Like, the visual effects are insane. Yeah. Like, this was made in 1968. It's in, like, the floating pen, the lights, like them sure. in space it's like it's crazy how good it looks for like what right. i know is like they didn't do a lot of like actual like fx they did practical stuff and mm. there's like loads of matte paintings that they use like they do in star wars of like they do like huge backgrounds of space oh, interesting. And, um i don't know if you watch like one of my favorite youtube like shows i guess is um visual uh c cg artist reacts Mm-hmm um and visual effects artists and they do a lot on 2001 space odyssey and it's like crazy the yeah. crazy tricks cuz it's against 19 they hadn't even been to the moon yet
1: yeah that It was is, 1968 like yeah. they like
0: men hadn't walked pr- like on another surface like on the moon's surface yet
1: I definitely didn't realize like what year this movie was yeah. from and then like yeah and as I and I was like this is just such a weird conception of like Space tra- I was like, and why is it like the fifties, but like in space? Like, yeah. I, yeah, I just like totally did not like it.
0: Invented because, it basically yeah. invented FaceTime. Like they had right. like the video call and yeah. then charged him a dollar seventy for a phone call. So funny that cracked me up. Yeah, um like yeah, visually it's gorgeous, and again like that last third I quite enjoyed.
1: Yeah, they're definitely obviously yeah, it's a groundbreaking film, and yeah. I found it
0: so boring (laughs) Uh, those things can exist at the same time yeah i agree um i will i also say um that i have my theory about kubrick which i also kind of have a theory about with um terrence malick the filmmaker which is that like people like convinced that kubrick like hides shit in his movies the shining this movie there's all these messages Um, and like it's so deep and it's this and it's that. I really just think the dude really liked the special effects he was doing and then just like wanted to show off. And that's why he made a two and a half hour cut of this movie. And I think that sometimes people read too much into intentionality behind things. And I Mm. genuinely just think that it's like... He just loved his own shit. Yeah, he just loved his own shit. He like was a bit pretentious about it. The same way like Terrence Malick, like a lot of his... Have you seen Tree of Life? Mm-mm. so that's a lot of the same of like this like huge imagery that happens into interspersed with story i'm just like at what point is this just you like wanking yeah She's <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. like absolute wankerville oh
1: i bet stanley kubrick got up and watched this movie
0: every morning um people walked out of this movie when it premiered they're like this is bullshit good it was really funny i'm glad they did anyway but i will say smart house enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> Definitely an enjoyable movie yeah um obviously there
1: are some i have some questions but i just think part of what's funny is that they like imagine a house of the future and a huge feature is just that all of the walls are computer screens
0: yeah just yeah that and also that like the I'll, i will say it spy kids does better instant food oh for sure spy kids instant food changed me as a child i was like this is the coolest shit i've ever seen yeah this movie like, was fine like it wasn't cool yeah. it just appeared Right. So that's not interesting. Right. Um, well, I, w- I have to rewatch Spy Kids. That was a great movie. Yeah, we, we can figure out a way to, to cool. fit it in.
1: Um. Anyway, so should we talk about... We can break down... The, I don't think we can break down uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey <laughs> anymore. <laughs> we could definitely talk more about...
0: Um, we can talk about why we chose both of these yeah. things to compare to the Parasha. Um, and The main reason is pretty much like the Mishkan is this building that is imbued with so much importance and detail and that forms such a central like like it 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 feels a very specific need for the jewish people and it essentially has personality right like god rests inside of this house Mm -hmm. and we were thinking about like what can we do about this parasha that's just about not only the mishkan but like the culmination of building the mishkan and like houses that have personalities and like we i think you mentioned this like a couple weeks ago like a mind like you can't see where it holds its brain yeah right but like there's like this sort of like otherworldliness to the mishkan and then you have these two movies and this episode of the simpsons the the, like section of the treehouse of horror um these houses with personalities and i find it so fascinating that in all of the movies i guess because they're all based on two other ones based odyssey which is based on a book but like it's a bad thing like the house always turns bad right um
1: Right, I think because you also watch, just so everyone knows, this is yeah. why we said there were two and a half movies because Shoshana also mentioned that there's a Simpsons episode, one of their Treehouse of
0: Horror. Yeah, it's got like Volume a 11? 12. 12? It's like the season premiere of season 13 and it's like a 10 minute section in the middle of the episode. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it because I didn't have 11 minutes yeah, to spare really today. don't. Like, it's so <laughs> fun. Like, it's, if you've seen the other two, you get it. that yeah. I mean, Pierce Brosnan plays the voice of the computer- it's very funny. Oh, that is he funny. tries to kill Homer because it falls he falls in love with Marge. Oh, nice. Um,
1: um I yeah. think that the other big thing about like the sentience of these computers is like this question of like when do when does AI have its own consciousness, which is like obviously yeah. something that's like a big question in our like cultural milieu. Um but then there's also I think like Good a word. Thank you. Um but I think there's also a question of like, what is consciousness itself and like mm-hmm. how, um, and I think that that's like a big question that comes up in the Tanakh, at least for me again and again, is this question of like, what is it to be a human and like, how are you a good human? And yeah. it's just over and over this same discussion of like, what are the differences between humans and animals and God and like figuring out those differences and people like trying to be more like God and to not give into their humanist or their animalistic impulses. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's just this question of like, how, um, yeah, what is sentience? So,
0: and I think in, um, in smart house, the way that like the kid proves to Pat the computer system that like, she's not actually human is the fact that she can't touch him, touch him. She's like, he, he's like at the very end. He's like, look at, look at my dad right now. He's like cowered with us. He's like, put his body in front of us and he's trying to protect us. And you can't do that. You can't even, um, and so that's her realization, Um, like the scene at the uh, towards the end of two thousand and one, a space odyssey of, um, the the astronauts like going to unplug Hal. Yeah, and Hal's going like, I am afraid, I am afraid, like please, uh, like pleading for his life, but like in such a monotone, like pleasant voice, and it's so scary because it's just. That's the whole question. Like this the computer can't feel fear and but it's just saying i am afraid in that same monotone over and over because it's programmed to do that
1: right
0: and what it reminded me of was in the good place with janet every time they try and restart janet she like she like actually pleads for her life and like it's really funny she's showing photos of her kids that don't exist she's like look at my family like please don't do it and it's i keep hitting my thing um but it was it was just so eerie with this computer being like i am afraid totally don't do this dave
1: um, yeah, I think also um, just another point is on Ahatora, they Ooh. bring um, a conversation from, the, from Ramban, who says that um, the Mishkan served to house Hashem's presence and facilitated the continuation of the divine revelation, which became, began at Mount Sinai. Um, and then this is, this is in there, like, they have these, like, Shabbat table questions. Yeah. And then this, it says, does this imply that God can be contained in a physical structure? What does it suggest about the concept of sacred space? Are certain locations holier than others? Finally, how would Hashem literally, how would having Hashem literally in one's midst affects one's relationship with Hashem? Um, and I just think this is, like, again, like, kind of this interesting, more about smart house, about, like, what does it mean to, like, like it's very intimate to be in like a home and like we see in smart house like he like disables the computer safety settings which seems to like have kickstart the issue um but I think like having having been a nanny and having lived in someone (laughs) else's home it's like a very intimate experience and just this idea of like what is contained in a physical structure um and then like yeah, and, like, what you need in a home or, like, in a sacred space. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought we're all just, like, interesting pieces of this comparison.
0: Yeah. I will say, as you were saying that, I was thinking of, like, one of my favorite Tish songs, mm-hmm. uh, which is Bill Bilvavi. And, like, the opening line of Bill Bilvavi, like, I will build a Mishkan in my heart. Yeah. Um, like, a, like, a house of glory in my heart, for, like, for God. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the eternal candle, like, will be the... Um, uh, the fire from from my and like from that sacrifice and just like um, it's, it's such a beautiful song it's one of my favorites
1: Rachel also has a really beautiful teaching around Hanukkah that's like yeah. you put the menorah to the right side of your door it's like the same side it's like as if you're this is about like the temple now yeah. but like um, it's as if your home becomes the like holy of holies because you put the menorah to the like to the left side, like if you're facing your house, you put it to the left side of the door and then you have the mezuzah on the right side of the door Um, and it's like a parallel and then it's kind of this like idea that the Shekhinah like dwells within your home um, because like we're in Galut.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) As some people
0: would say. I know this like smart house is so funny to me. It was so funny. Um, The very like 90s integration of tech like they tried to show he was like a tech guy right right he was like all about it's because he had like a digital watch that beeped and like told him what time it was yeah and it's because he had used dial-up internet a lot like it was just like dial-up internet like the fact that that was a plot point made me crack up right
1: the plot point being that like he can't get the results from having entered the contest because he's like on the internet he falls asleep in front of his
0: computer yeah and then just like the horrid CGI in this film. Like oh that arm that shoots out and like gets the paper. Yeah. And then you've got like the green screen was really badly done. Like oh they was it was so it was so shocking. Um they had Wait. one butt mitzvah joke, which was really good. I agree. I also liked that. It was like this
1: party's harder to get into than someone yeah. says. Oh my god. And also, okay, so one of the things that the house does is like has a party <laughs> yeah. for like because like the dad is like you need to have more fun to the son because this son puts a lot of pressure on himself he's like he like wants to be a replacement mom so his dad like won't get married again like he's like cooking a tuna casserole and like whatever um and then the house like throws a party for him and like emails all of his friends from school, which I was like in every other instance where like a parent figure does that it's embarrassing. But then like when they, when he finds out he's having a party, he's like, cool. Yeah. And then they have this, like what is apparently a rager for 13 year olds, (laughs) which like, I just can't imagine what that involves. Like, were they drinking? Like
0: I'm just (laughs) so funny. Also uh, the dad, it's the return of the Cinderella story, dad yeah why does this dude always play a widower a cinderella story he's a widower who dies yeah one tree hill he's a widower because Peyton. he's Peyton's dad and her Whoa. mom's dead and this he's also a widower he's typecast <laughs> he really is in a very specific niche teenage like parent of teenagers who have a dead mother
1: yeah um anyway uh uh, yeah, that the party that, like, they get caught because the girl, like, throws her jacket onto a plant. Yeah. <laughs> is like, also bizarre. Uh, because also, like, c- part of... One of the features is the house can, like, clean up anything yeah. that spills. like On it the can, floor. Which it's, like, how
0: is that a part of... Like, what technology is that? Yeah. Well, it's also know. really funny is that, like, the CGI is just so bad with it. Of, like, yeah. that it dissolves into the floor and disappears. Bizarre. Um, I was going to say... It it does, like, surprisingly good job about, like, tackling trauma of, yeah. like, losing a parent. Um, yes, Shoshana, as our in-house <laughs> losing a parent expert. Um, no, it's just, like, as in it has good conversations about it and you can see right. the pressure on this kid. Like, it's very cliche of, like, I don't want you to get remarried, whatever it is. Um, but, like, there's you, also... a scene of, like, he's watching these home movies and crying. Yeah. And then she is learning from this scene and, like, tries to be... Like, in his effort to, like, not get replaced, the computer is trying to replace his mother. Totally. Um, Right, I think...
1: I was like, that's fucked up when she starts singing the song that his mother is singing in that video. I was like, "Mm mm-mm.
0: What I was going to say is that, like, the house is essentially functioning as, like, something that he wants... that he thinks will bring his family together after the death of his mother and, like, keep the family as it is. Um, And what I really like about like the Sefer Shemot ending on this idea of like the Mishkan and God resting with us is that two parshas ago, we had the golden calf. Um, and I know that like, I, I, I'll I be the first to admit it that the timeline of Shemot and like berate and um, the Torah gets really funky. Cause like mm-hmm. we received the Torah, the 10 commandments in Parashat Yitro And then there's all of these just, like, commandments in between. And Mm -hmm. then we get the story of the golden calf. And then we have, like, all of Vayikra. There's, like, no story, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then Bamidbar basically is, like, the space of 39 years. (laughs) And then, like, the last year of, like, I, I will be the first to admit that, like, time gets iffy. Yeah. But that being said is that, like, at least literarily, the Mishkan is coming in as this sort of, like, it's dedicated after the sin of the golden calf, in terms of how the story is told, whether or not chronologically that's how it happened, right? It is still how it happened, but like, like we don't know how far between it is. I'm saying chronologically, sure. but like here it's like very close together. Yeah, you can cut out most of this. Just me rambling about well, whatever. Just get to your point. My <laughs> point like <it> is, is <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing this for so long. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I'm hungry. Let me out. Um the house is something that helps this family heal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is the first Tikkun of like, of the sin of the golden calf. It's like God accepting that it happened and like still wants a place to reside among the people.
1: That's interesting because I think, I mean, I think the Mishkan kind of serves like a dual purpose in that way of like people like the Israelites are able to see like maybe the golden calf is showing us that like the people need like a physical manifestation. Like they need a place that like travels with them and they need to know that God is like in that place. And so like we were kind of talking about like, is it a -a vodazara E that like the Mishkan exists, that this cloud dwells, like whatever. But I think, yeah, there's also a feeling that like Bnei Israel really needs this. Yeah. Um, And I think like in the same way that we all like want to feel cared for. um, And that like, I think, There's, like, very much this idea of, like, God is, like, a parental figure. Like, you know, God is my daddy. Uh (laughs) (laughs) You like that? Um,
0: I I know where you can buy a T-shirt that says one of our friends sells a T-shirt.
1: Um. Anyway, but (laughs) what was I saying? Oh, because, like, there's also this, like, uh, dual nature. We talked about this a lot in my homage class the first year I was at Pardes of, like, when do you become like you have to have a child to be a parent, and yeah. so like the, there's that like dual nature in the same way between like God and Bene Israel, like they're God's chosen people, and and also like in being the chosen people, they like also give God power as right. well, right? Yeah.
0: There's a lot of weird things. <laughs> so the house bully is a teenager. I will also say, Sky, uh, Spy Kids had a better food scene and cat in the hat had a better cleanup scene. Yes, yeah. agreed. 100%. Um, so like all of the aspects of this film that like someone else but that's like every bloody dc movie like Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone did it slightly better.
1: I wrote, it's such a feminist movie because it's, like, a girl genius who, like, designs the house. And also that they, like, don't have a mom. And so this, like,
0: boy, this 13-year-old boy is, like, trying to fill the role of, like, being a mom. I like that that's what you wrote. Because I wrote, um, I'm sorry, did it use Holocaust footage? And also the phrase, Chekhov's pet rat. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, in the first scene, you see that this woman, Sarah, has a pet rat yeah and then later on the pet rat is what helps them escape the house also a weird plot device yeah because the house has kept them trapped to keep them safe obviously yeah um there's also this moment that's really funny where the computer system pat gets offended because they hear the family say or she hears the family say like who needs pat anyhow yeah and i think that was really funny because every time the Jewish people decide to disobey God in yeah. all of Tanakh and are like, who needs God anyhow? I have idols. That's when things like go to shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's when God is like, no, you do need me. Here are Philistines who are going to attack you or like everything, like you are going to die if you don't believe in me. Here's a plague. Yeah. Um, and then I think in 2001, A Space Odyssey, it's really interesting because you find out that, Hal was the, or I think it's implied, Hal was the only person in like, you know, inverted commas, Hal was the only entity on board the the ship who knew exactly what the mission was. Yeah. And so they really did need Hal to get to the end and like Hal was willing to kill these people to complete the mission as to not jeopardize it. And I think that was insane. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What a wild movie. Did I take notes on my phone and not put them over? I, can't um, remember.
1: I also wanted to say do you think the house has a shabbat setting
0: yes 100 percent, it does cool
1: like a plata appears yes. out of the <laughs> does um, it count if a machine is making your food do you think that like if it's pre-programmed like definitely you couldn't use the screens on the walls right
0: um you couldn't use you the voice commands could you eat the food that was made to you by the was that is the house jewish
1: that's a really good question actually is the food that the house makes kosher yeah
0: like it, does the dad always have to turn on the pilot light to light the stove or if that's it happens automatically does it not matter whoa i have one note in my phone that's actually a pretty good <laughs> point <laughs> <laughs> but want to space? It, like the fir- again like the first bit of the movie of these like um humanoid prehistoric apes like learning how to use tools um, and my note says the human evolution and use of tools. is like the evolution of religious relationship and practice of like, mm. that's what the Mishkan is for the Jewish people of like, here mm. is a new way for us to connect with God that involves sacrifice. And that involves some type of organized practice that isn't just liking him in the desert or liking God in the desert type thing. Right. Hmm. That's nice. And um. then I also said that the physical manifestation of Pat, when she comes to life, is like the cloud of glory. <laughs> nice.
1: Okay. Well, interesting.
0: I would wear the jumpsuit that she's wearing at the end of the movie. She's really... Pr- I thought it was Amy Brenneman for a second. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. It was just someone who looked a lot like her. Yes. Yeah. Very pretty. Yeah, she is pretty.
1: Speaking of crazy endings to something,
0: they don't move out of this house. Yeah. The fact that she goes... like The, com- the computer shows signs of sentience and that it can be evil and like trap them in it yeah and then they think it's just learned its lesson so they keep the crazy house with all of the features and all she does is add choc chips to the waffles are you joking well yeah
1: like it tried it trapped them and then like at one point the uh sarah is like it has enough supplies to keep them hostage for For months months.
0: for months
1: and And they just live there what (laughs) bizarre like they wouldn't see the sun there's oh like iron god. windows crazy it was wild also why is that even a feature that the house can lock down like oh, that i guess yeah. whatever I mean, and then no. right, that makes sense to and me and then you mentioned <laughs> the chocolate chip waffles and i'm like they think it's cute when yeah. there are chocolate chips in the waffles i'm like that's not fucking cute that is the house literally <laughs> doing the it's just gonna do the same thing over yeah. again
0: yeah it's really bad oh my god also, it really one- upset me i was like yeah. what the the one thing that really annoyed me this show, like the movie, was really good at doing like um, allusions to uh, like bigger cultural things. Like they had MTV, but they called it something different, mm-hmm. but it looked like MTV, and it was a, like a. Right. When they do the dance alongside yeah. the TV, no. So that was really like that was cute. But yeah. what I was gonna say is that the sisters listening to a song, mm-hmm. and the brother walks in and calls her like something like stupid Spice something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like makes a Spice Girls joke. But it's us, Club Seven. It's not as. <laughs> how dare you what's it what? is not s club seven it is bewitched oh and a fun begins hey hey hey
1: but i'm uh, a, but like w- uh, like
0: at least make a pr- like either show as like uh, either show the spice girls yeah and have the spice girls reference or show bewitched and don't make a joke about the spice girls because it's clearly not the spice girls I really in think no world s club 7. in no world is bewitched the spice girls don't tell your dad i told her it was s club seven i'm gonna who's tell her? the
1: male band
0: that they show, yeah, no idea.
1: Okay, because your done also asked me that, and I was like, it could be the Backstreet Boys because I was an sync girl, but like, I, I, don't, I so. don't remember.
0: I don't think I saw any faces. Or I don't think
1: you see faces. Yeah, I think I it's just, maybe it's just a generic boy band. Yeah,
0: but no, that was Bewitched. Hmm. We should watch S Club Seven shows. Sure, I'm down. I Not for the I podcast, never, just to watch. Just to watch them. <laughs> it's really good.
1: Um, you know, the first time I heard "Oops, I Did It Again" by Britney Spears
0: was on a hit clip i love that for you i love that that should be cut that out and use that as a pop culture moment yeah one day okay i will
1: i just won't (laughs) i'm gonna leave it in and then i'm gonna use it as a pop culture moment um yeah love that one of my friends had hit clips
0: i love s club seven with my whole heart and soul good they're fantastic.
1: That's why you're upset that I confused Bewitched for S Club 7. Yeah. Was
0: Bewitched a one-hit wonder? Just that song? Bewitched, like, I barely even knew. I just, like, sort of know of their existence. But S Club 7 is the bee's knees. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're the shit. Um,
1: okay, should we. Are we casting? We're not casting anything.
0: There's no one really to. Okay, we're not they casting. They mentioned Betzal and Ohalyov again. We cast those a couple episodes back. Yeah. Um Moshe we've cast a bunch. Aaron, we've cast a bunch. Do you have we cast Aaron? This is the twice. time or place. Yeah. <laughs> um we, we should start recording who we like as in like writing down on paper who we oh my God. cast for people.
1: This is like on a way smaller scale where like and my favorite murder where karen and georgia are always like who who went first last time like who goes first this time and like people like all of their fans like made them ways to like keep track of it and they're like we it's so cute we don't use any of them yeah Yeah, we cannot keep track of our own content creation yeah um anything else that to think about
0: I'm finally like I'm glad I finally saw 2001: A Space Odyssey. I'd say, right? Like watched it all the way through. Yeah, and I'm also like I w- wish I like I don't want to see it again, but like on a big screen, I think. I also read on IMDb that it, like it was a, at first a complete commercial failure, which like you know that checks out, right? Um, but mo- like theater owners in cu- like they wanted to pull it, and they're like, no, 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 keep it. People are still coming in to see it. It was mostly young people seeing it mm-hmm. after a while. And they all just wanted to take psychedelics and like, watch the Oh, my the God, spaces. that's <laughs> funny. Um, it's, uh, but, I, again, I do recommend watching the, um, the episode of Visual Artists React that right. addresses – because it's just – it's really interesting how they use such – because they have to use practical techniques to achieve visual effects, and right. it's not just CGI. And Don't I think lie. watching it, it's crazy, like, how much –
1: I'm a little worried we're going to get locked in the building. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking that too. We didn't tell anyone I that we're still here. I can light
0: on in Sfee's office though, so I think we might be chill. Okay. Also, I have keys.
1: I mean, I have keys too, but if I, 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 set, want want the yeah, I <laughs> set the alarm.
0: <laughs> Why do tech bros always wear red tinted glasses to imply that they are both rich and tech bros? That's a great
1: question. Why do you wear your yellow tinted glasses? It's fucking cool.
0: Okay, so I would say same, same. Because I am slightly eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> are you laughing at the slightly part?
1: No, I'm laughing at the idea of like somebody describing themselves as slightly eccentric. I love I that. I can admit it. I did get some like real Elon Musk vibes when he was like in the spaceship in 2001 by himself. Yeah. Like it's like they're piloting this whole and there's like at least two flight attendants and two pilots and one yeah. person riding. And I was like, this is very strange. Yeah. And all these seats. And also I have to tell you that like now every time I watch something, at least once I think, why aren't they wearing masks? And then I'm like,
0: Oh, right. <laughs> oh cause it's 1968. Yeah. <laughs> no concept of COVID. Yeah. Um, well, it's really weird watching like TV now where like the only show that I can think of that like is still incorporating COVID into storylines is this is us. Mm. um Grey's Anatomy did it for a season like last season and then this season they start uh, they originally started starting the episodes with it and then at the end they always have the same disclaimer of like Grey's Anatomy now takes place in a fictional timeline (laughs) where COVID is over that's funny (laughs) oh but it's really funny wow oh also I watched the episode of Queer Eye where they have the um the doctor and they give her a makeover it's, it's such good. a beautiful episode.
1: Oh, my God. It's so good. That
0: episode and also the one with the guy who owns the restaurant called Plukis. Yeah. Gorgeous episode. They're so episodes. good. I,
1: I thought the first episode was really good, too. That
0: woman who, like, uh, owns the bar. Oh That was also really good. Yeah. Um, I did not like the rancher. I still... I, I No, I, I, of course I not. I that guy. Anyway. I think they also didn't like yeah, him. Yeah, you could so. tell. You could tell.
1: Wait, wait. But was he the one where no 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 it was the guy who owns plukies there's one where they're like i have never had no it's later have you not seen it it's the one where he does the like he does like homeless
0: outreach no i haven't seen that yet okay um, like last night like yes there was for some reason, just really exhausting having to watch i watch so much stuff anyway but like having a list yeah. of things i have to watch i was like oh gross yeah um and so then i finished the day with an episode of an episode and a half of queer eye nice. palette cleanser totally. after being forced to watch things for this podcast that we volunteer
1: <laughs> i also had that feeling of like what am i gonna watch to relax now yeah. like yeah because
0: you know. it feels like work so i watched tiktok i also kept on being hour. like to my mom i was like yeah i'm doing work today she's like you're on holiday what work do you have and i was like i'm watching things for the podcast uh-huh. this is work so much work and i made a google doc that was a master list and i looked up every streaming service that we could find all of the movies on for easy access. Thank you. Um, it was work. It was work. a little work. Yeah. Thanks you guys. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: see you in Have the future. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Love you.